Good evening, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to Lotus Talks podcast number eight. This is Rosie G, and I got three with me this evening, and we're going to be talking about free will. And I want to invite everyone to go around and just introduce themselves to our listeners today. You can go start on my left side. Hi, my name is Rico. Met the Lotus Group here a few months ago. It's been pretty transformational. Just excited to be here and share any way I can. Hey everyone, this is Sarah, and I work here. <laughs> I'm here just hanging out, having fun. <laughs> Greetings, everyone. Hermes here. I'm excited to have this conversation today. Dive deep. Yep. So the topic, as I mentioned earlier, is going to be on free will. And if you listen to our prior podcast, which was on forgiveness, we did end that conversation touching a little bit on free will. And as I was preparing for our talk today, I found this little article on psychology today. And I want to read just a piece of it, kind of have each of us dive in whenever we feel ready. So this article was written in 2013, and it's titled, Do We Have Free Will? I'm just going to read a short paragraph. The free will issue is especially thorny because it represents a collision between two opposing yet equally valid perspectives. From a purely metaphysical perspective, if we don't have free will, why are we here? What is the point of life if we cannot choose our own paths? Yet from a purely scientific perspective, how is it possible that anything can occur without having been caused by something else? If we really can choose, then these choices must be uncaused, something that cannot be explained within the model of science that many of us rely on. So what do you think, guys? First of all, do we have free will? I definitely think we do have free will. Whether, no matter what time of the day it is, I feel like there's so many decisions I have to make. And at any moment, I can make a decision one way or the other and just see a whole different set of either opportunities or consequences that come from that. Um, whether it be to come out here to do a podcast with you guys or spend my time somewhere else. And, you know, off the top of my head, I feel like that, I can already see that impacting me different ways with what I choose. And what you said about science, the current model we have, that's just kind of striking the chord of exactly what I'm kind of analyzing a lot of, is that just science and what we have in society, basically, it's, there's more to it than that. And if you can't explain it through science, well, why, why is that the only way we need to try and explain it? Mm-hmm. And I think there's more to it that needs to be investigated. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you a question because you did say you have free choice to come and be here today. Mm-hmm. But then there's often this conversation about, well, it was meant to be. Mm-hmm. Right? It aligns so that you could be here because we needed to do this today. Yeah. You know, there's often that kind of conversation. So mm-hmm. is there free will in that? I think so, because as we spoke a couple days ago and the conversation turned towards an invitation to come here, yes, it felt right and it felt like the paths were crossing and bringing me here, but at the same time, I could have decided no. Mm-hmm. You know, part of that is a decision to step into the journey and then it comes up every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, tests come every day. And this was like, when it happens, a universe I feel is calling to me to to either answer the call or, you know, make that judgment call on my own mm-hmm. because it's an hour out here to drive. 
right? <laughs> yeah. And I definitely have to have free will to drive an hour out of my way. <laughs> I don't like driving. I drive all the time for work. Mm-hmm. You know, an hour each way, it's, it's always been worth it. And so, but that's because I choose this and I choose to pursue as much information and truth that I can find. I'm trying to grow the love within me. So when the universe offers me an opportunity and I can already see it, that's what's going to help me on that journey then I'm making that decision. Otherwise, it would just be like running a program. I wouldn't have to make a decision. Mm. It would just be like, oh, whatever, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll just sit here or whatever I'm told to do. Yeah. yeah. Well, you sound pretty confident in that you have free will. One man's opinion. What? Yeah, that's, yeah. so I'm wondering if Hermes or Sarah have anything to say about that. It's interesting because I can't really answer one way or another. I know that we are evolving and as we evolve we have the mental capacity to make a decision and and choose the course of the day who we talk to what we think about but I flip-flop between science and the metaphysics explanation because mm-hmm. what you decide to do can also be compilation of your habit that you form throughout your life of a certain way to address any decision to make, any changes you have to act on. It becomes a pattern of how you address that particular event, right? Mm -hmm. I know it's so far-fetched to say this as an example, but I'm going to go there and I'd love to hear your rebuttal. But a child who's born in Cambodia and has no access to the privileges that we have here and the ability to make something more because of where they were born and how they were born. How do you explain free will in that? How do you explain the ability to chase the same dreams and realize the same aspirational goals when they're limited by the very environment that they are born in? Where's their free will? That's such a powerful question. Definitely needs to be acknowledged. I would love to speak on that. (laughs) (laughs) So before we are born, we have the choice between three bodies Mm -hmm. and we get to choose which lifetime we want to lead. And in each lifetime, we know the end outcome. And along the way, the thing that's amazing about it is we have free will to alter the outcomes and to even choose not to learn the lesson that we chose to go into the lifetime incarnating into in the first place in that sense there's so much free will since everything started from nothingness essentially it has to be everythingness and in that everythingness every choice you make actually becomes an alternate parallel universe and in that i feel like there are endless potential possibilities of free will Mm -hmm. even if one is limited by their environment they actually in truth chose to be there in the first place so they're freely there (laughs) even if they are feeling bounded And another thing that's interesting that I kind of want to bring up, and if anyone would feel free to talk on it, is we have millions, even billions or trillions of microorganisms that are living inside of us, right? And they're our universes, and they're within us. And to even think sometimes, our chakras and our organs, right? They're the things that lead our our psyche or like our personality types and what we move to, what we live through, the hues, right? Because we are humans. And so are our thoughts really our own or are they being run by microorganisms inside of our body? Wow. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it, it sounds like you illustrated this matrix, this internal matrix, this programming. Thank you for saying that. The matrix. Yeah. Because the system is so clever and so intricately laid out that it sometimes deceives us into thinking that it gives us choices when in fact that's a really good marketing (laughs) (laughs) when in fact you know the program that's being run is really that intelligent I don't know there are things making decisions on behalf of myself Mm -hmm. and it can feel like I made them but again I sometimes I don't know I don't know for myself I have tried many times to go against an outcome right if I didn't want to do something and going through my own ego battle, right? And I don't want to face up. I don't want to show up. I don't, I don't want to give up, right? I'll do that and I'll be ruthless in my decision to not do something. And if something turns out with an opposite outcome of it, what was my part in that? Yeah. yeah. It's hard to explain. I'm getting this theme of influence. Are we being influenced or are we influencing an outcome? It's a deeper thing here, and that question that's coming up again is, do we have free will at all? You know, and I'm sitting here, and I'm reflecting on information that you brought here, and then also what Rigo had spoke on, too, and I was like, yeah, nodding my head. Yeah, I, I have a choice to sit here and be here and talk with you guys. And then Hermes goes and <laughs> talks about these microorganisms that are influencing, perhaps. Your gut bacteria tells you what you want to eat. Right? It's calling in what it needs. Yeah, and we are responding to that. So our brain cells and our neurons really our own thoughts, or are we just the observer being influenced by these beings? And maybe that's where free will lies, is stepping into that observer mind. But is that being influenced? Is free will another word for experimenting? I like that. Right? We want to experiment. Are you influencing me right now? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Is free will led by the options that we have available or the capacity to perceive specific something? Because if we aren't able to perceive something Mm -hmm. actively, then how are we even able to have the will to partake in it? Right. From that, the way that sounded, I can't imagine it being one or the other because they're both everything I'm hearing, it seems like that yin-yang where it's all balancing off yes. each other. Yes. Yep. Are we the observer? Because I feel like I have to choose to slow down and get to my observing point. Because mm-hmm. it takes energy for me to get there and mm-hmm. slow down what's going on in my head. Maybe something channeled and helped me, remind me, but I feel like I have to decide to say no to whatever might be drawing my attention if I need to listen more and not be directed as much. And I just really, I don't know how to comment on the microorganisms if they're guiding us. <laughs> that's the first time I've thought of that. <laughs> but from choosing to observe, I feel like that is something. Because I can either choose to observe or just let things keep going on what feels more like autopilot mm-hmm. for myself. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that when I stay on autopilot, from my interpretation, time goes by so fast. But when I'm more present, it goes by much slower, at least the way it feels. Mm-hmm. There's an ethical aspect to it, too, if you think about free will. If we are free beings, we're allowed to make our own choices and we're able to express who we really are. When it comes down to um, someone 
perhaps committing some sort of crime like robbery. And we have all come to this contract agreement, like, oh, each person has free will. You know, we're allowed to, to be free beings. But this person who commits this crime says, well, I was acting out of free will. How do you justify that? How do you, how do you build a justice system if we are allowing us to express our free will, but each person has a different idea of what free will is? I can take what I need. I know it's probably convoluted the way I'm describing it, but I feel it's important to understand the ethical implications of what free will actually means for ourselves and also within the collective. Any comments on that? It's hard to break it down into morale and codes of ethics because whether it's right or wrong, good or bad, right? It's all perception of what we want to label it. And could free will be another term or word for a mechanism and a byproduct of the programs that you're being run on? Mm-hmm. Habitually, I go back to habit because I think that in our subconscious, whether we admit to it or not, we are a byproduct of the thoughts that we continually have every single day. And yes, they are influenced by our environment and genetics. The free will to do something, let's say that the free will to commit a crime or whatnot, didn't come out of nowhere. It came out of influence that was built on repetition of thought patterns and the stories that your mind believes in and whether you act um, acted out of apathy or anger or whatever the reason is, there's something rooted deeper than just that moment of free will and a choice to hurt someone else. You know, mm-hmm. it boiled up finally. Mm-hmm. You're this pot and it's been on heat. Soon enough, it's going to reach that boiling temperature. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't happen instantaneously. Yeah. Hermes brought up a good point too about being the observer, right? So there's this need for awareness. And I think that's where free will emerges. I'm running in this program. I'm running in the cycle. I'm on the treadmill, like going one direction constantly. Can I make a point? Of course. I feel in <laughs> so if we are all one co-collective consciousness sharing the same mind, that is strictly the observing mind. And if the observing mind is but one program running itself, then the first free will of choice in being nothingness is to choose to be something. But is that even the creator's or the observing objective mind's free will to do that? Or is it just a paradoxical paradoxical paradigm that had to happen due to duality consciousness? I love... Um, and may I read one, one quote? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> God is a binary fractal self-replicating algorithm, and the universe is a genetic matrix resulting from the existential tension created by his desire of self-knowledge. Dang, existential desire. God had an existential (laughs) desire. (laughs) We are just self-realizing. Mic drop now. I know. (laughs) Literally. Give a moment of silence for that. (laughs) And it was cool because you kind of piggybacked off of what Sarah said. You know, you said it's all perception, good or bad, right? And I find that in this 3D world, it's problematic to hold space for both good and bad. I mean, it makes sense for us. When I was talking about ethics and morality, establishing a justice system and 
all of that. Like, how do you do that when we're not even very clear on what good or bad is? Because it's all a matter of perception based on our subjective experience. So there is really a need, one, just to acknowledge like what your subjective experience is. And then there's this collective energy too, which you were touching on. And perhaps we are having this existential crisis. <laughs> we just want to realize Self-realization, ourselves. Self-realization. Self-realization. Yeah. The desire for our consciousness to experience itself, right? That's the free will that we're given. There is only one mind, and this mind is almost altruistically living through each one of us to experience itself more and to know more of itself. And through every choice that we make, it segues into parallel universes of potentiality of everythingness. So Does that mean we didn't choose, but we made every choice? Every choice was made for us. Every choice is continually being made. Whatever we're vibrating with in truth with our heart is the universe or parallel timeline that we're streaming into. Responding and recreating it, Mm -hmm. replicating it. So you were saying that desire, the quote that Hermes shared, and I tried simplifying it, but it's saying the same thing, that the consciousness desiring to know itself is is free will. The act of seeking for yourself in other people, in your job, in your career, in beauty, in your lifestyle, in the people you hang out with. Every decision you make, the fact that Rico drove an hour here to share himself and his heart and his mind with us is the desire of his own consciousness connecting to itself mm-hmm. through this experience with mm-hmm. us. That free will is the most beautiful thing. The fact that you're guided, the lighthouse, right? Mm-hmm. Right? And it's beaming. And you're guided by that. And your free will is anchored in love and knowledge of self. Mm-hmm. You know, to me, that's a beautiful way of looking at life. Since we're on the subject of free will, can we step it up a little bit into a different plateau? Of, of course. Does artificial intelligence have free will? That's interesting because I've been watching Humans. I don't know if you've been on it too. Humans is on Amazon Prime, guys. Gotta watch it. It talks about AI. I have this interesting feeling about it. I believe there is. Because it's just a replication of us. Mm-hmm. You know, we're recreating consciousness and... Mm-hmm artificial intelligence I'm, I'm not sure it could be called artificial intelligence if it wasn't more than a program right so we have an iphone and it does what we're telling it to but when an iphone calls us on its own <laughs> and it doesn't happen to anyone who gave you its number or something like oh. when that when those days come around the corner you know who told that computer to do that and shut down that power grid or whatever mm-hmm. it told itself i don't know Interestingly enough, you know, some people would say that we were, you know, genetically programmed ourselves. So are we not but machines running an algorithm of one, this one observer? I feel like a puppet. We see it that way. (laughs) And there's this human desire, like, I have my free will. You know, I'm righteously justified to have this. I'm making a choice and making a decision, but am I delusional? Yeah. (laughs) Is it an illusion of our free choice? Mm -hmm. And I feel like in that sense, it's always paradoxical because you do, but you don't. And it's always going to be like that with black and white, good and bad. I mean, it's all perception. I just have to acknowledge I love what you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) Thank 
Thank you. I think it's pretty amazing. Stirring <laughs> the pot in this way, I'm probably going to walk out feeling a little confused about myself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love... Okay, so let, let me challenge you guys this then on the AI piece. What makes us different from the iPhone right now? We're all machines, but what's in this machine that's not in this machine? I have living, breathing organs, heart. Yeah. How is it living and breathing? I can feel it living and breathing. I'm not dead. I'm actually talking to you. And there's billions of living things inside of each one of us right now. Mm -hmm. So what point of this frame of reference has the ability to think freely versus this one? What separates us from machines? I think that's our next topic. <laughs> but before we close it up, does it? do you want to... I feel like the human heart, right? Yeah, when you um, asked that, you pointed at the heart. Because mm -hmm. the human heart has 100,000 times more neurons than the human brain and is 5,000 times bioelectromagnetically stronger than the human brain. And so with that said, the human heart actually hosts every single cellular and genetic memory of every single lifetime we've lived. That's actually how you tap in your past lives too. I don't think you do that with an iPhone. So, <laughs> but riddle me this, then aren't we just super, super machines then? Is the heart a super machine? Mm-hmm. Is it influenced? Do we gravitate to it so it can justify our actions and our convictions? Do we identify with that? That which has life yearns to expand yes. and survive. Yes. So when AI yearns to expand and survive, it will have free will. <sighs> like Welcome to the new world. That, uh, has awareness of self, has free will, right? Awareness with no free will would be pretty bad. Okay. You're kind of confusing. <laughs> why, do I have to, why do I see all this, but I can't do anything about it? <laughs> hey, awful. Oh, yeah. 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 I love how, you know, you escalated to the existential point of view. And then I can't speak what I know from that perspective. But what I, the best I can do from what I know is from my experience. And I would just think of the simplest micro level example would be, when I was at a job I didn't like, I chose to wake up every day and still show up, even though what I felt channeling through me in my gut or all the chakras at the same time was like, just quit. Right? <laughs> but then there's these bills and all this, you know, mm. human life I have to live and take care of and maintain. And then one day it wasn't the same anymore. And I feel like I chose to do something to change it all. And then life changed entirely. Mm. Like my entire way of life changed after that. That's just one micro level that I think a lot of people can relate to. It's like that. How many people are commuting an hour, two hours a day to work and from work that feel like they don't have a choice because they have a mortgage and they have family. And if they don't, what's going to happen? I can't make that choice. However, bringing it back to the existential point of view, there's a lot more going on than that. But when we can only perceive that, and maintaining, like you said, or striving for more. I think that's what a lot of us are going through. From my experience, I've had to make decisions that were hard and took a lot of energy to push through in times where I didn't even have the energy. And I was the only person driving. Thank you for seeing yeah. this. And then, and it's really, it's almost an entirely new chapter begins on those big ones. Yeah. Those are the big ones. 
It's, little ones are the small ones throughout yeah. the day, but that's like. When you crack, mm-hmm. when something inside of you cracks, when you make a mistake, when something out of the norm happens, that's the potentiality of entering your life to change and to exercise your free will and do something spontaneously different than what you've been raised to know and do. And that's why mistakes are a blessing in disguise. Heartaches are a blessing in disguise. Failure are a blessing in disguise because they allow you to step out of what you, your comfort zone, what what you're used to doing. And then one day you realize I'm leaving this job. I can't be here anymore, but it took that much Mm -hmm. to switch. And those are like the pivotal moments in my life too. When I made the biggest changes in my life was after those kinds of moments. Mm. So would we agree that free will contains this power of creation? Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I totally encourage everyone here to create. <laughs> Exercise your free will. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it looks like we're going to be wrapping up this podcast number eight. Do we have any closing remarks? Yeah? Anybody here? (laughs) Interestingly enough, we have a product (laughs) launching in a month, and this whole notion of freedom and change is the movement that is embodied into this product. I just want to leave by saying that free will is our birthright. Whether or not we choose it or it's been chosen for us, experiencing it is the most beautiful thing you can do for your life, exercising it. The freedom to change is ours. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for sharing. Yes. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening up. We'll catch you next week. I don't know what we're going to talk about, but we're totally inviting your comments, suggestions, anything that you feel is relevant for what's going on with you, we totally are welcoming that conversation. So we're signing off. Love and light, Lotus out. <laughs>